1: Blog
2: Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations,
0: Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the plan. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The one thing that humanity needs today is the realization that there is a plan, which is definitely working out through all world happenings, and that all that has occurred in man's historical past, and all that has happened lately, is assuredly in line with that plan. Why do some people think that the plan, if there is one, is something something potentially sinister
2: I cannot say why they do, but that is an accusation that uh, one hears. It's uh, an accusation that's been leveled against our work through the Lucis Trust. Uh, People who browse uh, on the Internet may see uh, various uh, conspiracy theories that include us, along with a lot of other groups and individuals that we're proud to be in company with. Uh, accused of uh, some kind of mastermind plan to run the world. That's not what the plan is at all. The plan is the divine intention in the source of our worlds, the one whom we call God, and which seeks to manifest in our world through our planetary life here on earth, through all kingdoms with the cooperation particularly of humanity. Humanity man being literally uh, one who thinks and the role of man is to use the human mind to grasp divine intention for our world and gradually cooperate with it, bring it into being. I think one of the sinister elements that people feel about some kind of plan for our world is that it would be imposed upon us and override human free will and that is definitely not going to happen with the divine plan. Human beings are endowed with free will and even God himself cannot override free will, which is why bad things happen in the world. If you trace them back, they're done by people They're done by human beings, two other human beings and two other kingdoms on the planet because we have freedom of choice. And part of the plan is, as some very wise person, uh, a recognition of the fact that men learn by means of evil that good is best. That's part of the plan. We learn by stubbing our toe, as every good parent knows, if they let their child learn through trial and error, hopefully not life-threatening, they will learn more more thoroughly. Last week we were talking about the world war and the effect on humanity, and that was definitely, believe it or not, an expression of a plan according to Alice Bailey.
1: Right, because sometimes uh, destruction, a certain amount of destruction is necessary if uh, the plan of God is to move ahead. And essentially um, it's a plan that has to do with the evolution of consciousness uh, and the subjective aspect of human uh, nature. Uh, it isn't really involved so much in deciding what forms that we should build in the world, or whether they're buildings or whether they're forms of governments or whether they're forms of nations or whatever. These are men's creations. and um, But... The plan of God is more concerned with evolving and unfolding human consciousness uh, to a, a very great extent, uh, from uh, primitive human beings to the most advanced uh, stages of uh, consciousness expression on Earth that we have in the like in the spiritual hierarchy.
2: And the war had to happen, according to Alice Bailey, because it had to be a clearing away of um, obstacles in human minds, in human hearts, and in human institutions that prevented the sweep of the new uh, energies of the coming era to enter into the world. And In fact, she said the war, with all its unspeakable horrors, its cruelties, and its disasters, was but the broom of the father of all, sweeping away obstructions in the path of the returning world teacher. She said it would have been well nigh impossible to prepare for the coming of the world teacher in the face of pre-war conditions. Things had to be eliminated, and that's the destruction I think you're speaking of.
1: Yes, a benign
2: elimination, one could say.
1: Right, I mean, it was the destruction of... of the. There was such material focus in in the world. There was such a material, heavily material focus in the world at that time during the turn of the century. This goes Mm -hmm. back to the early 1900s and uh, coming out of the Victorian era.
2: In the Industrial Age.
1: Right, and there was such a heavy focus at the material level in autocratic governments and imperial governments and this was just standing in the way of human progress and human expansion in their consciousness so uh, a lot of that was done away with uh, and certainly the, uh, the the body count of that war World War one and two was horrendous and there was a lot of destruction of property and buildings and cities and so forth but all of that's been rebuilt and those souls have uh, are returning and uh, into better more better equipped bodies so uh, it's sometimes a certain amount of destruction is necessary because this plan of god as far as we can understand it as i said before it has to do with the unfolding of consciousness that's where the focus lies
2: and one of the most important aspects of understanding the plan and the unfolding of consciousness is that it has to do with reincarnation with the fact that life returns in new forms and renews itself constantly on every level of existence and that reincarnation and the plan concern groups, not individuals. It's senseless to think about the plan in terms of oneself and one's own destiny, because one's destiny as a soul is inevitably linked to the destiny of one's group, one's spiritual family, to the whole human family, and to the planet. This is what the environmental crisis is making so crystal clear, that what we do, particularly as human beings, affects other levels of life. It makes impact. We don't live in a bubble, and every individual makes effects on other human beings by the choices and values. So the plan is a group condition, a group objective, and any discussion of the plan has to be presented in terms of of groups working it out.
1: Right, and the responsible people who are responsible for carrying out the plan is what is we referred to before as the spiritual hierarchy. They have been charged with the um, job of being custodians of the plan. And uh, they are able to tap onto the mind of God and understand what, great purpose is being worked out on planet Earth? What is the great purpose behind God's uh, will to work out a specific plan here on planet Earth? And uh, we may not have direct contact with the direct will of God, but uh, this these ideas that are impressed upon us come down by way of this spiritual hierarchy. So it's... Um, It's a stepping-down process, and that's the responsibility of the hierarchy to do that.
2: Well, my understanding is that even the greatest spiritual beings on our planet don't really know what the purpose, uh, as we say in the Great Invocation, the purpose which the masters know and serve, they know it to some extent, but not in its full implications, I think, Um, but They know enough to be able to perceive great cycles of time. I think we've discussed this before, how they work in cycles of hundreds of years at a time, seeing ahead that far to what is possible for presentation to humanity in the hopes that human minds will grasp that presented possibility, that opportunity, and implement it. But it's really all up to us, up to us human beings, what we want to respond to. And as you say, it's unfolded stage by stage. We would probably be completely overwhelmed if we saw the full extent of the plan for our world. It would be beautiful and glorious and overwhelming. But stage by stage, and particularly through a study of history and human evolution, we can see the plan unfolding. If we study civilizations and culture and science, we see growth.
1: Yes, you have to kind of stand back and, and look at, the, at what's happening in the whole picture. And that's the only way you can really begin to understand. And because most everything that's happening in the world, all the events that are happening, do have a subjective cause. There is some kind of... Uh, <clears throat> condition of consciousness behind all outer manifestation and that is where you begin to really understand what's happening you begin to see the patterns working out in the plan and uh, so, so that's what we try to do in the in these programs I mean inner sight is a way of developing one's inner sight you know, the sight of seeing on the inner planes, What's really happening in the terms of energy and forces and in consciousness?
2: sometimes it's more subtle than one might realize, so I think a lot of people have a sense of the plan and of divine um, oversight as judgment and punishment, and they then conclude that if they are good and do the right things with their lives, only good things will happen to them. I was reading um, news coverage of a a young person who was severely injured in a totally unpredicted disaster. And he kept asking, why me? I've done everything right with my life so far. I've been good. I've studied. I've gone to school. Why me? As if, because he had led a good life thus far, he was only 21, is only 21, nothing bad should happen to him. The plan doesn't work that way. If he could see that the plan as far as his soul participates in it, might be to grow through suffering, through whatever he is learning through the experience of his terrible uh, suffering and recovery. The plan is subtle. Maybe we could leave it at that.
0: For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, the plan. We have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Serving Humanity Serving Humanity is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including an extensive section on the plan It's available for $19 The discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling However, you have to mention a little note saying that you heard about the offer on our show, Inner Sight Serving Humanity is an inspiring compilation of extracts that will help the reader's understanding of the plan and why service of that plan is so important to spiritual development. So what you need to do to take advantage, uh, advantage of this offer: send a check or money order, nineteen dollars, to Lucis Publishing, Lucis L U C I S, Lucis Publishing, One Twenty Wall Street, New York, New York, one zero 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 five. That's Lucis Publishing, One Twenty Wall Street, New York, New York, one zero zero all of our InnoCite programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website so also, so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. And also, if you need to get in touch with us for any reason, some people call because they would like to know more about Lucy's Trust. Um, we have a package of in- general information that we'll send out. And probably the most frequently asked uh, question is, um, is, is Lucy's Trust a religion? No, it's not a religion. It's a, uh, it's a Organization that's interested in spiritual philosophy. People from all backgrounds, walks of life, uh, walks of life are interested in uh, reading the Belly books because they relate to everybody. So give us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. And by the way, your donations that you've been sending in. Uh, are tax dedu- deductible, and uh, many people send in lar- both large and small donations. That's what helps to keep us on the air, and we certainly pre- appreciate your support. And we certainly hope that you continue sending in those donations so that we can stay on the air. Donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York 10005. You know, Wordsworth uh, once wrote a poem called "The Cumberland Beggar." and the essence of the poem was that this poor homeless beggar has immense value to society. So what I'm getting at is, is everyone, regardless of their station in life, do they somehow play a part in the
1: plan?
2: Yes, absolutely, because for the plan to work out through humanity, it needs people stationed, we could say, at every stage of the evolutionary journey. The plan cannot be imposed upon humanity by those who are in the know, that is not the objective of the plan. The plan is, we could say, magnetized by the spiritual hierarchy, the masters, the great wise ones, but it's up to human minds to grasp the dimensions of that plan and then to work it out, each of us, where we find ourselves. So the beggar with his contacts is in an environment where he can reach those that might not respond to somebody in the station of aristocracy and an aristocrat can reach people that um, a, a humble peasant might not be able to reach these are not issues of judgment of moral or spiritual worth, they're just stations in life and each of us has a a sphere of service and of impact which makes us um, of use to the plan. The other factor is that human minds at various levels of awakening are needed because those who are most similar to us in our consciousness are the ones we can reach. A master of the wisdom couldn't really build the bridge to the mind of somebody who is illiterate and toiling in the fields, uh, these bridges in consciousness are steps, gradations, and each of us has, again, uh, a field of impact and service.
1: Right. That's what we have to realize that this this plan is comes down by stages, and uh, it is the hierarchies, the spiritual hierarchies, responsibility to work with ideas. They in. <clears throat> come upon ideas that reflect the purpose that is in the mind of God. They, uh, the, the spiritual hierarchy works with ideas. These ideas are, are then impressed upon certain uh, advanced human minds and who are beings who are in advanced stages of uh, awakening. awakeness no matter what, uh, what profession they might be in. But um, then these human beings grasp these ideas and uh, they work them down through their own consciousness and usually in this day and age they have to reach the emotional stage before they can become attractive enough to be uh, manifested in some kind of form, whether it be a, a, a building, whether it be a an institution or whether it be an ideal like democracy. All of these ideas have been stepped down through the minds of uh, various stages. So um, and that's essentially how we grasp the uh, outlines of the plan.
2: Alice Bailey says that the plan for humanity has three basic and great goals. The revelation of love, the illumination of the mind, and the evocation of the will. And, of course, those touch the triad of uh, life itself, love, mind, and will. The Trinity is based on on love, intelligence, and, and will or purpose. And she said that the plan has three main divisions, political, religious, and scientific. That's very interesting to ponder on, because if we think of the plan in terms of the political realm, It would be the fostering of brotherhood among peoples to overcome the impulse to nationalism, which is a separative impulse, the urge to stand apart and uh, away from the larger whole. Brotherhood is the the urge to overcome that separative impulse in, in politics, In the religious field, we would see the plan working out in the emphasis on fellowship among people of different faiths rather than uh, the fostering of religious divisions, which unfortunately we see writ large on uh, human uh, activity today. And she points out that these religious divisions are often the hardest to heal because they're so deep-seated and probably anchored in the emotional body. And in the scientific field, we would see the plan working out in an understanding increasingly of the subjective realm that sustains the outer realms of life, as opposed to the very materialistic bent of science that it has taken in recent centuries.
1: Mm. Yes, and there's an interesting aside to this third phase of the scientific phase, I think, that One of the uh, reasons, and this goes back to, say, the 1920s, the early 1900s, was to, one of the purposes behind the plan was to widen the horizon of thought of human beings and so that um, we could begin to understand not only just our little sphere of action, our own little world that we live in, but the whole world would be taken... In. And ever since that time, since the 1920s, to the advancement of, of radio and then television, and uh, lately the Internet and telephones, and uh, <clears throat> all of this has been a tremendously expanding media as a help to human consciousness to expand, and that's why we're able nowadays to, to understand global warming in a global sense and we can see it on a global scale. And it's because human mind has become awake and is aware on a global level. And this is one of the ways that we can see the plan working out, because human beings have developed along this scientific line in this very expansive, expansive way. So, I mean, to me, this, this is evidence of the plan at work.
2: That I'm not sure I follow you, that there is this global outreach of the media so that we can't say we didn't know?
1: Mm -hmm. No, I think certain ideas that have advanced the media, you know, the technology Mm -hmm. which enables the media to develop the way it has.
2: Is an expression of the plan, absolutely. I've been wondering about the Mm -hmm. role of the existentialist of uh, I don't know are they still around? They were a prominent force in the earlier part of the last century. Thinking of um, well, I think
0: I think they're still out there. Aren't they're still out there. Know.
2: As far as I understand them, they don't really see life in terms of a plan. You just are,
0: you exist,
2: and then you die, and that's it.
0: Yeah, you may not know that they're out there because I think. One of the principles of existentialism is if you call yourself an existentialist, you're not an
2: existentialist. <laughs> okay. So who would who would know? <laughs> so who would know? <laughs> well, they, I suppose we have a choice of seeing life in terms of the existential view, which is you live, you suffer, hopefully find a little happiness and die. But I think there are a lot of people that do have a sense of meaning to life, even in spite of its difficulties and the darkness that we live in they have this glimmer of um of a sense that something is working out and that some force is in charge and directing their lives and if you have that glimmer of um of recognition i think it's up to each of us to foster it to look for meaning and significance whatever our circumstances to look for the meaning and significance in even the most unpleasant things like the young man i mentioned who thought he had done everything right with his life, and why was he suffering? There's a key there, and it isn't punishment. We're not talking about punishment. I don't believe divinity punishes. I just don't believe if God is good and God is love that he is into punishment. He is, I think, into corrective measures. (laughs) We learn by means of evil that good is best. Mm -hmm. We learn through experience, and one of the major ways we learn is through suffering. But if we can keep that lighted candle of faith in the basic goodness of life, as Einstein said, he believed that the universe is, as far as he could tell, a friendly place, then I think we're fulfilling Paul's statement St. Paul, who said, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's the conviction of the plan.
1: Please take advantage
0: of our special offer from Lucy's Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Serving Humanity, a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including an extensive section on the plan. It's available for $19. The discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. Uh, mentioned that you're on Inner Sight. Serving Humanity is an inspiring compilation of extracts that will help the reader's understanding of the plan and why service of that plan is so important. Please send a check or money order, $19 to Lucis Publishing, L U C I S Lucis, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
2: From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light